Reporter newspaper in Narrowsburg, New York. RiverReporter.com. And from listener donations at WJFFRadio.org. Hello, hello, and welcome to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host for this Friday evening, Patricia Robio, and it's cold, cold Friday evening. But it's Friday, you made it through the week. Thank you for spending your Friday evening with me. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing safe. I hope you're staying safe. And staying warm. In the second half of the show, we'll be checking in with Chris Rowley from the Schwankum Journal to see what's happening in Ellenville and Ulster County. Talking about Mr. Beast. If you don't know who's Mr. Beast yet, tune in in a little while. Well, stay tuned to find out who he is and what impact he's making in Ulster County. Then we'll check in with the Nick with the New York News Connection. And see how students are doing at this stage of the pandemic. And then we talk about a new report that shows how social workers are leaving the workforce. And then we'll talk about an upcoming legislation that will allow pharmacists to dispense medications to end pregnancy through non-patient prescriptions. But first, let's check in with the National Weather Service on this cold, cold, cold weather day. I had a chance to speak to Ben Lotz for the National Weather Service in the Binghamton headquarters. We talked about why is it so cold? This is what he had to say. This is Radio Catskill. Dangerously cold wind chills are expected today, according to the National Weather Service, for our listening area. Wind chills as low as 35 below zero. Ben Lott, a meteorologist from the Binghamton headquarters of the National Weather Service, said the cold air is blowing down from the north. A strong cold front uh, moved through last night, and, and that's what brought the snow squalls on uh, that kind of moved through more of north-central New York. Uh, it kind of weakened by the time it it got to, like, the New York-PA border. Uh, but uh, with that cold front, uh, there was an Arctic air mass filled in behind it, so we had this really cold air uh, from you know, up north uh, that you know, has managed to make its way down to uh, our region. So that has helped produce these cold temperatures and combine that with these strong uh, northwesterly winds. You know, um, we're seeing wind chills that are you know well below what the actual temperature reading is. Is this extreme cold weather normal for our area, the Southern Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania area? Uh, yeah. So, you know, off the top of my head, I don't really have the stats to pull that up if you, if you want. But off the top of my head, I don't really have the stats on how often we, we do drop below zero. But I, I do know on occasion, you know, typically in January or February, you know, There'll be a couple times a year where, you know, temperatures will fall below zero and we'll have some of these uh, colder wind chills. Uh, we actually saw 
a similar event in December. Uh, the setup was differently, but we saw, you know, a, a cold outbreak in December. And, and these outbreaks, you know, while we don't see them very often, they do occur, and usually they're they're fairly brief. Well, we are in winter. We heard a lot of tips of how to prepare for the snow. How can we prepare for this extreme weather we're having now, the extreme cold? Yeah, so, you know, the first thing is you, know, you want to wear, you know, extra clothing. You know, make sure you have plenty of layers if you're going to spend any time outside because, uh, you know, frostbite can happen in, in a much shorter period of time, you know, given these temperatures and compared to, uh, you know, more seasonal like temperatures. Um, limit your time outside uh, is, a, is another big thing, especially, um, you know, early in the mornings and overnight. Uh, that's when the wind chills are going to be at the lowest. Uh, so you really want to limit any time you spend outside during those times. Uh, and of course, you know, check on some of, you know, your vulnerable um, populations, you know, um, especially like. Uh, elderly neighbors uh, may you know, not be running their heat or running their heat as high, or those that maybe you know have health problems that could be a little more vulnerable to the cold. And yeah, I mean those, those are some of the main things uh, that folks can do to just kind of prepare for uh, the conditions that we're going to see today and and through early tomorrow morning. Thank you so much, Ben, from the National Weather Service in Binghamton, letting us know what's happening with the cold weather. We'll be right back, and we'll be checking in with Chris Rowley. This is Radio Catskill. There are two warming shelters in Sullivan County, and both of them will be open every night of the winter season. The Monticello Warming Shelter is located at the Ted Strobel Recreation Center at 10 Jefferson Street, across from the Government Center. The Liberty Warming Shelter is located in the Liberty United Methodist Church, 170 North Main Street. Each shelter is open every night from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. This is Radio Catskill, keeping you connected. And we're back on the local edition. It's Friday, and every other Friday we check in with the one and only Chris Rowley from the Schwanka Journal. Let us know what's happening in Ellenville and Ulster County. Chris is on the phone with us now to let us know. Uh, Chris, you mentioned earlier that Mr. Beast is involved in Ellenville. Uh, For those who don't know Mr. Beast, I know somewhat of him. He's very popular on the Internet. Uh, He's been offered billions to buy his his Internet properties, his YouTube channel and all this other stuff he does. And he turned it down. It's amazing. Billions of dollars he was offered. Um, He has an online empire with millions and millions of viewers. Uh, Chris, so what exactly is happening in Ellenville? I, I understand he's opening up a restaurant, or it has opened up already. What can you tell us? Now, the, the trick here with this one is it's and how how this works so well. It's a virtual restaurant. It's within another restaurant. So the one in Ellenville is it at Marbella's restaurant, which is on Canal Street, just down from the Shadowland Theater. And it's basically just burgers and fries and a, and a chicken option. And, and oh, and also uh, the one in Ellenville will also do the impossible burger for the vegans. So, uh, you know, and yeah, and it, it came out of a, an idea. Um, Mr. Donaldson or Mr. Beast had all was already huge uh, and does these videos that uh, 
Oh, God, he spends a lot of money on these videos. Um, and th what things he likes to do is, like, pit 100 kids against 100 parents uh, on a trivia trivia test, right, with a $100,000 prize. So everybody's very keen to win. Uh, another one he did that caught my eye was he put a, uh, about a dozen men in a swimming pool that was already filled with uh, money, uh, dollars. <laughs> and the one who, who who won, I think it was a trivia game, uh, got all the money in the swimming pool. I mean, how they got it out of there, <laughs> I don't know. But, but it, it, it's these sort of simple trick things that have catapulted him to the number one position on YouTube with more than 100 million followers. Well, anyway, he started um, uh, Mr. Beast, the, the Beast Burger, um, from – Quite recently, uh, and uploaded, uh, you know, basically you know, created a very simple model uh, that opened in 300 restaurants simultaneously, and that was a big success. But everything sold out in an hour. Um, so what it is essentially is that the burgers are crafted by the chefs in the restaurants. They're not. It's not like McDonald's where there's a standard patty that's delivered in large numbers. The the, the restaurateur creates his own burger and the fries too, uh, although they, they are crinkle cuts. So um, if you don't like those, that's too bad. That, that's what you're getting. Anyway, the one in uh, Ellenville is going great guns. Um, he has four kind of styles of uh, American burgers. Uh, and then he has uh, uh, three or two two different kinds of chicken. And so it's a simple menu, um, and it's open from, I think, 11 in the morning to 9 at night for takeaway. And you can actually eat in the restaurant up to about 5 when they have to switch over from Beast Burger to Marbella's to an ordinary, another restaurant, the, the, the primary restaurant there. But it's it's very interesting. And, of course, Mr. Donaldson is a fascinating study um he 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 started in uh, on YouTube well earlier like in 2007 um many of us were only just about getting hold of the idea of YouTube then and for a long time it was fairly quiet and he only had a, a couple of you know 20,000 followers or whatever but but starting in the mid teens uh began to grow and he had a kind of a virtual explosion moment in uh, 2017 um, he uploaded a 24-hour-long video of himself counting to 100,000. I mean, just <laughs> how weird that is. Anyway, tens of thousands of viewers watched this stunt within a few days, and then it just blasted out. It went viral. I don't think people watched the whole anything like the whole thing, but people dove in and out watching him count to, you know, <laughs> sixty-four thousand five hundred or whatever, you know. So that 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 was his that was his explosion, and uh, you know now we have Mr. Beast Burger restaurants, and the franchise uh, I think gives the one in uh, Ellenville at Marbella's, Mr. Diaz's restaurant, uh, gives him like a twenty twenty mile radius in all directions that he's the only one. So um, that's how it works for him. So I think that's a, it's a it's a fun story. If people, if you're, if you're going by Ellenville and you get hungry, you've got another option other than McDonald's uh, or you know sitting in a restaurant. You can dive into uh, <clears throat> the Beast Burger. It's amazing that 
that this personality is has an open a restaurant has opened a restaurant here locally. It you know he has a lot of traction. He's known nationally. He's blowing up on the internet, as you, like you said. So it's great that this um, national figure has a restaurant has a presence in our area. Yeah, and it's another restaurant. I mean, I, I should just throw in here <clears throat> um, the restaurant explosion in Ellenville continues. By the way, uh, there's a Jamaican restaurant now. Uh, it's taken over where there used to be a little real estate office. Uh, and now there's a Dominican restaurant, I believe, going in uh, to replace the Carly's Grill, um, which, uh, I don't know, was more of a breakfast place. And I guess there was, wasn't enough breakfast business, uh, you know, or they were competing with Cohen's Bakery, which basically has the breakfast business. But, uh, you know, so there's another option, a Dominican restaurant, uh, a Jamaican restaurant, and um, and uh, the Beast Burger. Uh, yeah, so, you know, the one thing we don't have yet in Ellenville, and if you're out there listening and thinking about this, uh, we need a curry house. <laughs> <laughs> I need a curry house. And make sure you get Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's great news. Like I said, it's great news that this restaurant is is, is open and, you know, people are uh, excited about it. Um, let's move into more some serious stuff here. Uh, you let, you told me earlier about a senior tax exemption. When is this going to take place or, or is it happening already? Oh, it already, it already exists. What, what, what the, the issue is that most people don't know about it. Now, and the point here I've got to make uh, is this is not STAR. It is not enhanced STAR. This is the senior tax exemption. And one of the big differences is that uh, both STARs are paid for basically by New York State. Therefore, you know, there's, there's not that much to worry about. They have your, they have your, um, uh, your, your tax forms already. Um, but the senior tax exemption is basically comes out of the tax pool from municipalities, counties, and school districts. So um, there's a, there can be some hurdles to, 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 to jump there. Um, and it varies by municipality. It varies by county. It varies by um, school districts. They all set slightly different uh uh, limits on the upper limit of wh- how much income you can have before you can get any senior tax exemption uh, runs from I think it's the full fifty thousand, which uh, was something New York State passed last summer uh, in Woodstock, um, down to I think twenty four thousand at the bottom end uh, in Woodstock, or though it might be higher. And other other places aren't, aren't quite so uh, well off, and so they have much lower. Uh, uh, payments. Ulster County has set set its um, uh, the highest that you can have would be thirty seven thousand four hundred. That's for the five percent. Uh, for the forty five or fifty fifty percent, you've got to go down to have an income of twenty nine thousand or less. And what that gets you is a fifty percent reduction in the assessed value of your property. So remember, this is only for property owners. And, you know, it's it's a, a reduction in the assessed value, which turns out to be pretty much a reduction in your taxes. Um, it can be very useful to people on a fixed income. Uh, if you're, you know, if, God help you, if you're stri- trying to make it on, you know, 25, 27 grand a year uh, just on Social Security or something, uh, you know, it could, it could be a lifesaver because you could get, you know, maybe a couple of thousand dollars off your taxes. Um 
and it would be appealed not would it would be not just to uh, municipal taxes but also to school taxes. So you know, but you have to find out uh, what what's on offer, and to get it, you've got to fill out a form. Uh, hang on a second, I, I I wrote this form number down. I have it. Okay. You need form RP-467. For this is to get started. If you're renewing, you need RNW-467. And then in some some situations, you may have to um, prove um, you, you know every aspect of your income. You may have to show up with paperwork at the assessor's office, and that will include just anything and everything that you got income from. Uh, and and you know, they want to see everything, and don't don't try to skip anything because that would just send you out, and you'll have to come back and queue again. Uh, but so that's that that is the thing tax exemption. Um, I think it's a very important thing for some people to 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 uh, check into, and the first call should be to um, your assessor's office and to see what the procedures are in your municipality or your school district um, for um, applying for it and getting it. So that one, and um, I tell you, when I finished uh, uh, <laughs> going through uh, all the numbers from uh, seven, <laughs> three counties and uh, uh, seven or eight municipalities, my head was spinning. But you know, hey, it's unspun now. Well, as I say, it's a great benefit for seniors to have. So I'm glad you get this information out and letting folks know how can they uh, uh, get this benefit. Um, uh, Chris, what else is going on in the pages of the Schwankunk Journal? Okay, so now final, final. Uh, I have another fun item. Um, it's it's most it is really Ellenville related. Uh, sorry about that, but uh, but uh, uh, I'm gonna find it. Where is it? Oh, it's over here. One sec. Um, the uh, Ellenville um, Recreation Director is uh, throwing her first party on February the thirteenth. And it is going to be um, a Valentine's Day cookie decorating party at the Allenville Elementary School, February 13th, 2023, from 5.30 to 7 p.m. Cost of the event, but I don't worry about that. But um, this will be an opportunity for the younger kids to get together, have a lot of fun. So yeah. what, what's going to happen is uh, this is the first uh, event organized by the new um, recreation director in uh, Ellenville, uh uh, Nilsari uh, Lewis Rivera, and this is going to be a Valentine's Day cookie decorating party for kids at the Ele- at the Ellenville Elementary School. Uh, so I'm imagining a kind of a crazed zoo of children, yeah. all on <laughs> sugar highs, uh, running around having a great time. Uh, there'll also be snacks and uh, probably some drinks and uh, probably games. And it could be a great time. So that's on February the 13th uh, for the Ellenvillian population uh, from 5.30 p.m. until 7. So that'll be a wild old time, I imagine. Um, you know, a lot of the little ones probably won't come down again <laughs> until <laughs> midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could definitely say as a parent to a young daughter, uh, around this hot time or any holiday, we our parents are, or at least I am, and my wife and I are always looking for activities for our young ones to do. Uh, either at local governments, always have events like the event you just spoke about now, or um, like our local libraries, always have some kind of crafts events and uh, for Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day or Easter or anything like that. So 
We were talking to Chris Rowley from the Schwanko Journal, letting us know what's happening in Ellenville and Ulster County. Chris, as always, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Okay, thanks so much. And everybody, take care. Bundle up. <laughs> it's freezing out there. <laughs> it certainly is, Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be right back with some more news from our region. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Local Edition. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. This is Radio Catskill. There are two warming shelters in Sullivan County, and both of them will be open every night of the winter season. The Monticello Warming Shelter is located at the Ted Strobel Recreation Center, at 10 Jefferson Street, across from the Government Center. The Liberty Warming Shelter is located in the Liberty United Methodist Church, 170 North Main Street. Each shelter is open every night from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. This is Radio Catskill, keeping you connected. Hi, I'm NPR climate reporter Lauren Summer. If you're thinking your next car will be electric, you can double your good karma by donating your old car to this station. Not only could you have a smaller carbon footprint, your old car will help fund more of NPR's award-winning environmental coverage. It's double karma. Upgrade your car and turn your old one into more news. Here's how. We accept any vehicle. Donate at WJFFradio.org. Welcome back to The Local Edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. Let's check in with the New York New York News Connection. A new report from the National Association of Social Workers, New York chapter, sees social workers' salaries contributing to the an exodus in their workforce. Experts feel poor salaries have far-reaching implications across the field of social work. Here's some more from the network. A new report shows social workers are not being paid equal to similar professions. The report from the National Association of Social Workers New York chapter finds 34% of social workers surveyed are at the same salary they were when they started their job, which on average began one to five years ago. Many feel this is one piece of a larger puzzle contributing to social workers leaving the fields. Report author Olivia Knox with the association's New York chapter says stagnant wages could make people leave the field for something different. Only 
90 people received a merit increase. So if social workers aren't receiving salary upgrades, there's a huge potential and risk that they'll leave the profession for a more equitable field. She adds this would be alarming given the current state of mental health in the U.S. According to Mental Health America, 19.86% of adults, or 50 million Americans, are experiencing a mental illness. Samantha Fletcher, also with the association's New York chapter, feels one challenge to addressing this from a legislative perspective is that social workers are involved in other fields. But she's confident this will be handled, since part of Governor Kathy Hochul's State of the State address spoke about allocating funds to mental health staffing. Another issue has been the recent cost of living increases. Given social workers are often underfunded, it's causing people to leave the field to find something that can sustain them. This has particularly been hard on nonprofits, which often help people unable to afford private practice clinics. Adrian Lepresti with Yes Community Counseling Center says this trend is leaving a void in care for people who need it most. Those that cannot afford and may go towards a nonprofit organizational setting are not getting the care because everyone is fleeing that setting where those that need cannot afford and those that are supposed to fund, like the government and private practice, are not properly reimbursing. Lopresti adds there's also a lack of a pipeline for graduates to join nonprofit social work since they're quickly going to positions with higher salaries. She feels educating more people about what social workers do and how it translates into other areas is needed to help keep people in the field. Some longtime social workers feel their need for additional education than those in similar professions should be a reason they should earn higher salaries. Martha Schultz with the association's New York chapter and a licensed clinical social worker finds nurses with associate's degrees are making much more than her, despite much more rigorous training. She thinks it's time social workers receive their due. The money exists to pay social workers. I think we need to be a little bit more accountable to institutions that employ social workers to push that the money exists, you're finding it other ways. You've gotten funds from the federal government to pay people. It's time that we actually pay social workers what they deserve. While she loves her work and the field she's in, issues with pay need to be resolved to ensure people aren't just encouraged to join the field, but incentivize them to stay. I'm Edwin J. Vieira, New York News Connection. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Thank you so much for that report. And here's another report. While students have been rebounding to the pre-pandemic learning levels, yet experts feel steps can be taken to get them there. Students are still struggling with learning loss from the COVID-19 pandemic. A study from the NWEA shows 2022 test scores aren't rebounding to the same level as they were pre-pandemic. In New York, math scores sharply declined throughout the state, according to the Empire Center for Public Policy. But the issue goes beyond just test scores. The study also finds existing education inequities were only amplified by the pandemic. Elisa Villanueva-Beard with Teach for America says this learning loss is also the result of numerous issues coming to a head. She describes it as trains on a collision course. On one train, we have children who are not well, both from a learning perspective and also from an overall wellness perspective. On another train, we have a teacher crisis happening where teachers are being asked to do more with less. Villanueva Beard says another issue is having an outmoded system that couldn't meet the moment. Some solutions she thinks will get kids back on track are hiring and retaining good teachers and providing students with equitable learning opportunities. But she feels one challenge to doing this might be a lack of innovation within the current education system. 
However, these are solutions to the short-term implications of the pandemic. Students have been facing problems with mental illness due in part to the pandemic. According to data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 44% of students felt persistently sad or hopeless during the first two years of the pandemic. Villanueva Beard feels it will affect kids long-term. We are living in a society where uncertainty is the only guarantee, and our children actually need to be able to be creative, have very clear skills around reading and math, computational thinking. She notes a community approach must be taken to ensure kids fully recover from the pandemic in terms of social-emotional health and educational skills. I'm Edwin J. Vieira, New York News Connection. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. And that does it for the local edition. Thank you so much for joining me this Friday evening. Please, please, please stay warm today and tonight. We'll be back on Monday. We'll be talking to Laura Quigley about Move On Sullivan the bus service, and other services that the county offers. Then we'll be checking in with the one and only Joseph Abraham about what's going to happen on the pages of Sullivan County Democrat. Let's take a preview of what's happening, what else is happening next week. We'll be having the Kingfisher Project, a special Kingfisher Project happening on Tuesday. It happens the first Tuesday every month. Then on Wednesday, we'll be checking in with Liam Mayo from the River Reporter. Then, of course, we'll be checking in with Jim Hudson. But what's the economic news? And on Thursday, we'll be checking in with Wayne County. And on Thursday night, we'll be checking in with Sandra from the NAACP of Sullivan County to help us kick off Black History Month. And on Friday, we'll be checking in with the Hudson Valley Times Union, Philip Pontuso, to let us know what's happening in his neck of the woods. So this is all happening on the local edition. Make sure you check in. You can find us on social media. We're at WJFF Radio Catskill. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Visit our website, wjffradio.org slash the local edition. Find upcoming shows, see past guests, and you can even listen to the show. How great is that? You've been listening to the local edition. I've been your host, Patricio Rubio. Have a good night, Lucy. This is Radio Catskill, your NPR station, WJFF Jeffersonville. W233AH Monticello. Coming up for you is the mixtape. Remember, it's cold. It's a wind chill advisory. Stay safe, everyone. I'll see you next week. <laughs>